This episode is brought to you by The One Summit, two days that would change your life forever. For tickets, go to theonesummit.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Pull up a rock by the campfire. It's time for that paleo show with your hosts, Sarah Stewart, Steve Hayter, and the man with no shoes, Brett Hill. Welcome to That Paleo Show, making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Sarah Stewart. I'm Steve Hayter. And I'm Brett Hill. Well, I hope that you are not hungry right now, because if you are, it might be a very long 30 minutes. I'm so happy that we are joined by this particular guest on the show today. She is a permanent fixture on my personal Facebook and Instagram feeds and comes up with amazing, wonderful, scrumptious ideas that keep cooking interesting, uh, easy and fun. And I'm not the only one who thinks so. Whenever I mention the words quirky cooking to someone, usually the response I get goes something along the lines of, oh, is that the lady that cooks fancy healthy stuff in her thermomix? And um, while the answer to this is, of course, yes, Joe Witten is so much more than a lady that cooks stuff in her thermomix. She is an inspiration to thousands of people on a daily basis and proof that healthy eating doesn't have to be boring. Through her blog and social media, and more recently her very own cookbook, which we are really excited about, Jo shares her message, which is that food intolerances and allergies don't have to make life difficult. Hopefully after today, today's show, Steve, Brett and I will all have mastered the art of using our newly acquired thermomixers to their full capacity, but more importantly, even more people will know that Quirky Cooking is not only the lady that cooks and creates great healthy recipes, but also the lady responsible for opening people's eyes to the possibility of wholesome food that tastes wonderful, is easy and fun to make, and meets the needs of those with diet challenges. So if you have a family of fussy eaters, know or cook for anyone with food allergies or are just after some good old healthy food inspiration and tips to make your life in the kitchen easier. Get set as we welcome to the show our favourite quirky cooker, Joe Witten. Hello. That's a big <laughs> introduction. Wow. Hi, Joe. Welcome on board. Thank you. We absolutely love what you do, Joe, and you make such a wonderful, informative contribution um, that positively impacts the quality of people's health and I particularly enjoyed that your ability that you have to make your audience feel like part of your inner health circle and I'm really keen to hear more about how quirky cooking evolved. Okay, um, it's hard to know how far to go back. (laughs) Um, I guess it sort of started, the the blog itself started with um, just me changing my health, the way I ate and and my whole food journey sort of um, becoming more healthy, Uh, I did have trouble with with my health and that's what set me off on this journey. So I had a lot of, they weren't actually allergies, intolerances I would say Um, and I didn't really understand what was bothering me. I just could not shake the headaches and the colds and the hay fever and the um, tummy upsets and all of that sort of stuff. It was always, it always seemed to be there no matter how I ate. And I was just eating as healthy as I knew how. Um, A lot of whole foods, a lot of, it was all homemade 
pretty much hardly any packets or junk or anything, but for some reason it just wasn't working. And about 10 years ago, I just had enough and I went to see a naturopath and we started working out the things that were bothering me and mostly it was gluten, dairy and sugar. So um, I started to slowly cut those out of my diet and change how I ate and I did have um, – it was good that when I was growing up, my mum taught me to cook from a very young age and she taught me to use whatever we had to cook. So it was kind of like instead of following a recipe, it was, well, what have we got? That's what we'll use. And so that really helped me when I had to change my diet because it was like, well, what can I eat? Okay, now I'm going to make something with that. So it became um, – I actually really enjoyed the whole process of changing things because – it was all the experimentation that I loved, you know, the making up recipes, all of that kind of thing. I, I've always enjoyed that. Even when I was really little, I was always in the kitchen experimenting. So um, that didn't really scare me too much. But then once I sort of got the hang of it all and I was substituting different things for dairy and different things for wheat and different things for sugar, um, I would I seemed to meet a lot of people that would say to me, um, oh, I'm supposed to be eating like that but it's too hard. I did it for two weeks. Everything tastes boring. Um, you know, it was too expensive. It was yuck or whatever. And I, and I, so I gave up and, you know, I'd find people would prefer to go on medication or antihistamines or something than to change their diet. And I thought that's crazy. And, um, I'd say to them, no, it's not that hard. It's just, you've got to learn what to substitute for what. And then you can start playing with all your old recipes and, you know, you can make up ones that you can actually feel good eating. So I started writing down recipes for people and then I just thought, I'm just going to put this all onto a blog and then they can get the recipes from there. So that's how the blog started. Um, and that was five, let's see, a bit over five years ago, five and a half years ago. Um, and I think I never expected it to be real big or anything. It was more just helping out my friends and family and I started putting my meal plans on there and then I started getting followers from overseas and stuff and I was thinking, oh, okay. So I started connecting with people a bit more and then the social media side of things kicked in and um, and then I was really having fun with all that and it just took off. So I think the reason being so many people have trouble with food and don't know where to start yeah. and um, that's sort of where I've been able to help people, I think. I love that, Joe, because you say um, that, you know, with your circumstances, you couldn't go out and become a naturopath or a no. nutritionist and and uh, your ability to, to take what you know, put it into blog form so that you can share it with the world was sort of the next best accessible mm. thing for you. And I love that. I love that because it's it's doing what you can do uh, and looking at how yes. you can reach out to people. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm interested to know, uh, obviously, uh, the Thermomix is going pretty gangbusters at the moment. <laughs> you can see it on popular TV shows and things yeah. like that. Can you tell me what, what appealed to you and, and uh, with regards to um, the Thermomix complementing your cooking and yeah. Uh, yeah why um how that's benefited you okay um i first saw the thermomix in 2003 and a lady was traveling around australia and she was a consultant for thermomix and she um showed us a demo and i was blown away because i've always been interested in healthy eating um and i've always liked cooking from scratch because that's how i was raised but i found when i had 
four kids under seven years old, it was just, you know, I was always in the kitchen. Yeah. It was so much work and I was so tired and then I was having trouble with my health as well. So when I saw the Thermomix, I just knew it would save me so much time. It was love at first sight. <laughs> and I really, um, I could really see how I would be able to get right back to, to basics with my cooking and I would be able to um, choose the ingredients that went into my food instead of having to sort of guess things. You know, you pick up a packet at the shop and you read the back, but even then sometimes you really don't know because mm. there's stuff that they can sneak in. And And I just thought, you know, this is the way I want to do it. I just want to go as, as back to basics as possible. Mm. And so um, I saved up my money and got a Thermomix in 2004 and never looked back. I didn't really have a lot of help at first because the lady that was traveling obviously kept traveling and I didn't know anyone else with a Thermomix here in far north Queensland in the little country town I live in of 1,000 people. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so I just sort of figured it out. There wasn't the internet, you know, websites and Facebook yeah. and all that help that there is now. Um, so, and again, because my mum taught me to cook from a young age and to experiment, I was okay. So I just worked it out and started playing. But it was definitely a big help to me with the time-saving element and also um, just getting back to basics and starting so, from scratch. So, Joe, there's probably a whole bunch of our fans out there who know exactly what you're talking about when you say Thermomix, but, but there's probably mm-hmm. a whole bunch of others who are going, what is this Thermomix yeah. thing we're <laughs> yeah. talking about, right? So, and, and I'm pretty new to it as well. I've only had okay. mine for about a week, so I'm still oh, experimenting wow. as well. So can you explain to the people who are listening going, what is this Thermomix thing they're talking about? It sounds like a cult. You know, can you explain <laughs> to them exactly what it is, why it's so cool, like all the different things that the Thermomix can do because it is pretty cool. Okay, first of all, it's not a cult. It is the true way. (laughs) No. Um, Okay, so the Thermomix is kind of a really, really powerful blender, but it also has a heating element in the bowl, so it also cooks and it can cook slowly. So some um, appliances that blend and cook can only do that at top speed, but the Thermomix can go very slowly like a wooden spoon stirring in a pan. So it can do the very slow stirring. It can also do the completely blitzing at 10,200 revs per minute. So you can grind your grains. You can um, mill your nuts and seeds and coffee beans and chocolate and all of that kind of thing. And you can stir chicken legs gently and not break them up. And you can stir pasta and, of course, uh, grain-free pasta. Sorry. Um, you can do all the, the really gentle stirring type things, so mushrooms and um, beans and things like that. You can also steam at the same time as you're cooking in the bowl. So you've got layered cooking. Um, you can have like a sauce in the bowl and something in the basket, like something steaming in the basket inside the bowl plus two more layers on top. So you can cook larger amounts that way. Um, That's cool. It never occurred to me that I could do both those at once. I just yeah. You need to get my you need to get my cookbook. And then I you know. See. <laughs> I know. I, I keep getting told I need to get it. I'm going to have to definitely get it. But um, it also you can like blend up all your frozen fruits to make ice cream, and you can beat your eggs to make things. So it's 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 very um, simple to use as well. My kids use it right from the time they're like three or four. They were using it because it's very safe to use. It's got a lot of safety features. 
Yeah, that's so cool, Joe. I just got very mm. excited then when you spoke about, um, you know, not being afraid to experiment and explore mm. in the kitchen because um, I love my mum but and she's done so well. Um, it's been really exciting to watch her grow and um, make changes in her health, um, particularly through food. One of her biggest, um, I guess, hurdles, and I'm sure that she's not alone, is that she gets into this, the kitchen and um, she has that fear of like, oh my goodness, um, I'm going to stuff it up and she's not <laughs> naturally experimental. Have you got any um, tips for people that are perhaps a little bit hesitant um, just to help get them on their way? Yeah, um, I think it really is just practice and and trying things out and not being afraid to have a failure. I mean, if, you, if your cake sinks in the middle, turn it upside down and cover it in custard or something. <laughs> I you know, like it's that. Just, like, <laughs> just it's... There's so many things that can be fixed. Um, most things are not irretrievable when you're in the kitchen. I find that there's some, sometimes I have, you know, uh, for instance, when I first started using the Thermomix, I didn't understand how powerful it was. And I went to make coleslaw one day <laughs> and I think in four seconds I had <laughs> soup. So I added water and stock and made a cabbage soup <laughs> you know so you just learn to use what you have to make something else if you mess it up yeah um, but that's again that's practice like bread you know people always complain about that being hard but there's just everything you do is just practice and I find that if I um, am not afraid to try things I often end up with an amazing oh, there was one thing I was I was doing one day I wasn't measuring one of my own recipes and I was kind of um, playing with it and it was a smoothie that has a base of cashew, um, raw cashews and dates and um, it actually has um, frozen avocado and different things in it and it's chocolate smoothie. And I f sort of wasn't thinking and I put the ingredients in a different way than usual and blended it up and then suddenly it was chocolate mousse and I was like, oh, I've invented a new recipe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it, it's just um, when you experiment, you often come up with some really amazing things. Yeah. And so, Joe, obviously, when I've got my Thermomix and I sort of put it out there into my, you know, social media networks and said, hey, I've got this Thermomix, what should I do next? And and everybody, obviously, knowing that I was paleo, immediately said to me, well, you've got to get Joe's cookbook. You've got to look, check out Quirky <laughs> Cooking, check out her blog. And so many people told me the same thing. So, but, but I guess for our fans to understand, you know, you do do gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free stuff, but it's not necessarily all paleo, is it? No. Um, I prefer paleo myself just because it makes me feel best. But um, I do understand that for most people, it's not an overnight thing to change your diet. So what I try to do is help people little by little. I am a consultant for Thermomix and so I do classes and demos. And, and I'll, what I often find is when people first buy a Thermomix, they'll start off saying, oh, I'm not interested in any of that health food. I just want to make cheesecakes and, you know, I don't know, custard or something. I'm like, that's fine. You know, start there. Um, but, you know, have a look at these recipes and, and I'll just send out recipes from my blog to my customers and I'll, you know, put things on Facebook and it's quite funny after a while they'll write to me, oh, you never guess what I made. I made chia pudding or I made this green smoothie or I made this and it was really nice and then they start experimenting with healthier things and I sort of had that in mind when I wrote my cookbook that um, not everyone is gung-ho and changes their diet overnight. Some people will go from... Uh, uh, just an everyday Western diet to, okay, maybe taking the wheat back to spelt and then they take the spelt back to gluten-free and then they start 
cutting down on the grains and then they you know start changing things like instead of having so much rice and pasta they start having some other options and so I've sort of got a bit of all that in there and also my kids do love a little bit of bread so I thought I should I should put that in there too but I myself find that um as little grains as possible is best for me um, but, yeah, I did sort of try to cover a few bases there. <laughs> it's good to have, you know, wholesome options for everybody so they can, you mm-hmm. know, find what works for them. And That's right. Something that I think works really well, um, Joe, with your social media um, is the fact that you do share what your followers are doing and their creations. Mm-hmm. And I find that really exciting because it gives me yeah. hope for cooking at home. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'm really interested to know, like, obviously, um, you know, you've got various types of eaters in your house. Um, mm-hmm. I believe you're a mum of four. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm really interested to know what are perhaps your three non-negotiables when it comes to food in your house? Um, probably for me, I would, I, my main things are no wheat. So we don't have, like, I don't have any wheat flour or, you know, I don't eat wheat bread or anything like that. Um, and no white sugar, (laughs) no, none of that refined sugar. Yep. Um, we have all natural sweeteners, so um, as close to whole foods as possible. Um, and my husband has dairy, but I can't handle it, and most of my kids can't. So for for me and the kids, we have no dairy as well. But that's not oh, that's not quite true because we do eat a lot of butter. I can man- I can manage butter. I can't give that up. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um, Probably, okay, so that's not a non-negotiable. Um, let me think. It's probably more the the colours and additives yep. than the preservatives and additives, and, but especially like the nasty colours and things like that. I prefer my kids didn't have all that. So, you know, if they're really, really, really begging for sweets, you know, they've got their own money and they just really want to buy something sweet, I'll let them buy dark chocolate or something because yeah. at least it hasn't got all that colour in it. Oh, it can be really frightening. I was looking mm. at a um, picture the other day of a cake and it was just like someone, I don't know if it's probably too graphic, but just like someone threw up a rainbow. Oh, I know. <laughs> Those kind of cakes make me feel yeah. Ill, Ill to look at. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking about uh, stuff you like to make for your family, uh, Jay, I was wondering if you could share with us uh, two things. Um, Number one, your favourite thing to make for your kids, for for children. Uh, And number two, your uh, favourite quick meal for a busy family. Okay. Now, let's see. For the kids, probably, are we talking quick? Or are we t- <laughs> the for the for the kids? Uh, no time just, frame. They but just some, love. Yeah, something that something just, that they love. They go crazy over. Oh, probably my um, the thing that they go craziest over, which I only make a couple of times a year, is my um, maple syrup butter toffee. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and it's co- I cover that in homemade chocolate with um, roasted almonds or Brazil nuts or is, something through is it. That, is that in the book? No. <laughs> yeah, I was reading your sweet and salty nuts earlier and that, that just tops it. Too. Oh yeah, my actually. goodness. Um this this one is on my blog. The chocolate is in my book. 
I did try to get it into the basics section, but they moved it right to the end to snacks. I don't know why. I really think it should be in basics. But anyway, <laughs> no. <laughs> but the chocolate's definitely in the book. Um, the butter toffee isn't actually made in the thermomix. That's why it's not in the book. Okay. Otherwise, it would be. Yeah. But um, the, probably the – did you say a meal? That, yeah, quick meal uh, for the family. Quick and easy one. Um, probably one of our favorite, very quick and easy, I can't be bothered meals mm -hmm. is the, um, lemon and herb barramundi with steamed veggies and cauliflower sweet potato mash all at once. Uh, it takes 20 minutes. That's awesome for a wow. can't be bothered meal. Oh my <laughs> yeah. goodness. Honestly, it doesn't have to be barramundi, but we can usually get that quite cheap bulk chuck in the freezer up here in far north Queensland but um, any fish and it just so it's got the um, orange sweet potato and cauliflower in the bottom in the bowl with um, coconut milk and butter and salt wow. mm -hmm. and then in the next layer you've got your veggies so I usually do like broccolini and carrots and things like that in that layer and then on the top um, you've got the fish with the lemon and herbs and zest and um it all cooks in 20 minutes and then you put the butterfly into the bowl and whip the potato up. Oh, no, you don't actually. You don't even need the butterfly for that one. You just whiz it up. Wow. So, that sounds very like simple. if I got that done in under two hours, I'd be going all right, Joe. <laughs> yeah. so that's, that's pretty amazing. Easy and it's really tasty and they all love it and it's so healthy. Great. So that's a very easy one. I guess following on from that, Joe, because as I said, I'm pretty new to this Thermomix. So mm -hmm. one thing I'd really like to find out about is what's one thing you can do in the Thermomix, which is awesome, which like tastes amazing, that people don't realize they can do in the Thermomix? Okay. Probably um, I would say it's things that are like um, I've got a recipe that's um, chicken legs in a it's – like it's like a soup that's made with fresh turmeric and chicken and um, very like a brothy kind of soup but with the whole pieces of chicken in it. That one people love and they're amazed at because it doesn't break up. But oh, probably another one that's in my book is the Chinese chopped chicken. So it's a whole chicken in the top of the Varoma and at the same time you've got um, – it's making a broth. So all the liquid from the chicken is dripping down into the bowl and there's water in the bowl with vegetables in that little basket that sits in there. So you're making a chicken broth at the same time as steaming the chicken and then you set that all aside and make uh, like either a garlic rice or a cauliflower rice and um, steamed veggies and then you serve it all together with a sauce made from some of the broth. So that's... Wow. Um, something that not everyone realizes you can cook a whole chicken in the thermomix. I had nice. no idea. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Joe, I'm going to prepare my list of food-based questions for you for uh, when I get to see you at the Wellness Summit in okay. Melbourne. Um, so brace yourself. Um, <laughs> but um, I'm really excited and, and wondering, um, what are you going to be presenting at the Wellness Summit? Well, I haven't. Um, really gotten myself organized yet but <laughs> I'm one of these very last minute people. Oh that's some of the best content that comes out that way. <laughs> Dr. Brett. <laughs> I can't believe you're not organized. I mean I wrote my talk months ago like I've just been you know. Dr. Brett. <laughs> well, I, just had a, I just had a week of seminars in Brisbane. I had eight seminars in four days um, with 1,500 people all together and I made the, wow. I got my talk together um, an hour before the first class. So, nice. Well played. Yeah. Wow. I'm pretty good like that. <laughs> nice. Back yourself, Joe. Good work. <laughs> Joe, um, 
one of the uh, one of the things I'm curious about as well, and and we sort of had the same objection as well, is the Thermomix. Um, it's not the cheapest device on the market, and yeah. um, for us, you know, we were fortunate to see a couple of demos and and so forth. But um, it's can be tricky for people to connect the value of the the, the thing versus the price if that makes sense yep. what are what are some of the, what are some of the sort of things that you you say to that and how do you how do you work with that objection i think once you actually see it in action and you see the quality of it that really helps because you can, and you also can see all the things that it can take the place of so in most kitchens these days are quite small i find mm-hmm. and if if you've got a kitchen that all the cupboards are full of appliances, you've got appliances all over the counter, it's, it's such a pain. Like my juicer, I probably used it once a month, if that, because it was such a pain to clean and it just cluttered up my cupboard. Um, my bread maker, you know, it was sitting there on my countertop because there was nowhere else to put it. I also had a grain grinder on my countertop. I had a yogurt maker. I had a blender. I had a mixer. I had all these things and when I got a Thermomix, I got rid of all of them. So, you know, if you add up good quality appliances that the Thermomix can do the job of, you might be looking at $3,000 whereas you can have just one appliance that does all that and clean out your cupboards and have a nice clutter-free kitchen. That's one thing that I love about it. Um, Also, the quality of it, I didn't have any appliances actually that were that good quality, that good German quality. Um, my first Thermomix is 10 years old now and it's still going. Um, my sister has it. So that's another thing to consider. You know, most appliances aren't built to last that long. Yeah. You know, two years and they're done. And obviously, once again, I'm pretty new to it, Joe, but I've already found just in the first week that in terms of your paleo sort of staples, like, you know, when you're wanting to make things like just simple things like almond meal, Yes. You know, it's just so quick and easy Very to do with quick. the Thermomix and it makes it so – it gets it so fine so quickly mm-hmm. uh, that it's actually fantastic. Like I made a paleo pizza the other night and it was oh, so yes. good and yes. it was so easy. So so in terms of the paleo meals, you know, what other sort of things like that are really good to do in the Thermomix, some of those real basics? So your coconut milk, for instance. Um, I make all my own coconut milk and coconut cream unless I'm in a big rush and then I must admit now and then I buy a tin of IM cream or something. But you can just take the desiccated coconut. I just buy um, organic preservative-free desiccated coconut in bulk and um, you mill that, add your water, blend it up for a minute, strain it through a nut milk bag, squeeze it out really well. Um, Then you've got that thicker milk and you set that aside, put that coconut pulp back in the bowl, add more water, blend it again, get a second lot of milk, which is a bit thinner, set that aside and you've got the pulp, which you can dehydrate and grind up for um, coconut flour in your Thermomix. And so you've used 300 grams of coconut, of desiccated coconut to make about one and a half litres of milk plus coconut flour. So things like that, I use my Thermomix for a lot, really basic things. Also things like um, making chocolate, like I said, is a basic thing that you need (laughs) So you can start right from scratch. So you can use the sweeteners you want then. You can use the raw cacao butter and powder and um, a vanilla bean and some good quality salt and a good quality sweetener like you can use yacon syrup or coconut nectar or whatever and make a really lovely healthy chocolate. Mm. Um, just things that for me I I find things like nut milks and um coconut milk and coconut cream and, and 
I found it great for the sauces as well, Joe. Like, yeah. just, you know, for the pizza making the the tomato paste, you know, it yes. was just so easy. You just chuck the you know chuck the onions in. It just cuts yep. them. It cooks them. You add all the rest of your ingredients. It cooks it, it stirs it. You can just walk away. You know, you're dealing mm. with the kids, doing all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And it cooks it and stirs it and does it all for you. It's just great. That's right. It's very quick. Um, what about cauliflower rice? Do you guys make, oh, yeah. have you done yeah. that in the thermos? Yeah, and so cauliflower good. mash yeah. is fantastic in it as well. Yeah, cauliflower and then you can, everything. And like if you're making a curry, after you, you make your cauliflower rice, stick it up in the varoma in the top part and then cook your curry in the bowl while the – um, the cauliflower rice is on top steaming, so that's getting um, softer if you want it, you know, steamed at the same time as your curry is cooking. So things like that you can do. Oh, it's so clever. And, Joe, we like you for lots of reasons, but now I like you even more because you call <laughs> chocolate a basic, so that's pretty awesome. <laughs> I was hoping that was okay. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> um, Joe, I know that um, you're always really busy and, and hard at work. Recently you've been um, working away on a new website. Is that right? Yes, I Can have. you tell us a bit about that? Yep. Um, I thought after five and a half years it was about time I upgraded the website a bit and um, – I have gotten some help with it because I'm just too busy now and I would like it to look more professional. So um, it's absolutely beautiful. I can't wait to release it and it's got really good search functions and all sorts of fun stuff on there. So it'll be great. It should be out in a few more weeks. So I've just got to finish um, tweaking all my recipes to get it all looking nice. Brilliant. Well, we'll definitely look forward to that. And um, uh, for our listeners at home, it really is an amazing website. Like You've got your recipes and and everything else, blog posts and um, suggested recommendations and hints and tips. You can even get like a a menu plan. It's just Mm -hmm. amazing. So it's really cool, guys. And um, as we mentioned earlier, Joe will be a guest speaker at the Wellness Summit, which is happening in Melbourne um, later on in the year in August. So to find out more, check out www.thewellnesssummit.com. And to wrap your head around all of the amazing content, information and motivation you need to make wholesome cooking a joy, go and follow Quirky Cooking on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest and Instagram. And Quirky Cooking are the two words you need to go and type into Google search engine right now. So it's also the title of Joe's long-awaited first cookbook, which contains over 130 healthy mouth-watering recipes. Um, and I should mention as well, Joe, it doesn't matter if you don't have a thermomix, does it? No. People can still get great value from the book, right? Yeah, I've got a lot of um, readers that don't have thermomixes and have bought the book and love it. And if they need help, you know, figuring out how to do something, I'm happy to help. And I will have on my new website a um, page where it will help you with converting the recipes as well. Wow, how's that? So wow. <laughs> you just got yourself in for a whole bunch of contacts from me. <laughs> uh oh, takes the pressure off us. <laughs> so there you go, um, an awesome book and help to go with it. And um, the the book in all seriousness is um, wonderful. It's catered to a broad scope of um, specialist diets that include um, recipes for people that are allergic to gluten, dairy, and nuts. And it really is the ultimate cookbook for sensitive eaters and 
And my absolute favorite thing about the book is that um, it's a, a really got an amazing comprehensive basics chapter, which I was so happy to hear Joe talk about before. Um, so I think you've got a good scope on all the goodies you can cook up, like almond milk and cashew cream and coconut yogurt. Um, and it's now available. So make sure you go and get your mitts on a copy of Quirky Cooking right now. We hope you enjoyed the show as much as we did. And make sure you head over to our website, thatpaleoshow.com, to tell us what you think. Until next week, check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Share your story and help to grow the paleo tribe worldwide. Hi, Brett Hill from The Wellness Guys and That Paleo Show here. We had some incredible feedback last year that being at The Wellness Summit with a group of like-minded people made it just that much better. So this year, we've created a special group rate for 10 or more people to attend The Wellness Summit. For spreading the wellness message, you can come to The Summit for just 197 bucks. That's a saving of $100. And all you need to do is get you and nine other friends along to Crown Melbourne on Saturday, August 16 and 17 for this once-in-a-lifetime event. To book your group tickets and have the best time ever with your friends, go to w www.thewellnesssummit.com This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.